Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love and Life After Divorce. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. And today I have a really special guest for you. Her name is Janine Durso, and she is a coach that I love and adore. And she has a very special outlook on her coaching. You guys are going to enjoy this today. So Janine, I'm just going to come right out with it. Kill the unicorns? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Tiffany, we have to kill the unicorns. I know people are like, what is that? Like, what are you even talking about? And why? I get emails. People are like, why are you killing unicorns? They're so cute and they're adorable and they make everybody happy. So what are we doing here? Um, But I do want to say that I call the unicorns these thoughts that we have that are like, I'll be happy when... Or, you know, and fill in your own blank there, right? We can all finish that sentence different ways. Or if only blank, then I'll be happy. Mm. I call those unicorn thoughts because we're chasing these things that seem great. Like they're good goals to have, but we're like chasing these things. If only I got that new job, then I'll be happy. Or that new car. Or if only my husband or ex-husband or whatever would listen to me or help out more or wouldn't say that thing then I'll be happy. We're always looking for our happiness outside of us. And the thing is that that's not real. Those are like mirages, like these little shiny objects are these unicorns that we're chasing because we think they're going to make us happy in some way. And that's just not how happiness works. So I have spent half of my life chasing unicorns, (laughs) expecting them to bring me happiness. And I realized that that's not how it goes. So I help women kill those unicorns by not saying they're not good goals to have, but let's create the happiness first. Let's create the happiness inside because that's going to help you go for that goal and show up for your life in a really different way than expecting that thing to make me happy. So yeah, the the unicorns have to go. They gotta be gone. <laughs> we'll get a slam. And I call I call the people who go who work with me, my clients. I, they're they're unicorn slayers, right? Once we get to that point where we can do it, so I call myself a unicorn slayer. I have slayed my unicorns, and that freed me up to really create the life I was always wishing for. You know, so that's the difference. It doesn't come from outside. I help women create it from the inside. So for all those Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans, they could actually (laughs) join you and become (laughs) unicorn slayers. Yes, yes, let's slay those unicorns. I love it. I love it. Janine, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is your background and how did you come to this um, concept of killing the unicorns to slay your life? Sure, sure. So, um... So yeah, I was working in New York City and I had a great life on paper, like a great job, really good friends, um, success by however I was defining that at the time, you know, I could do whatever I I wanted basically. But 
I was really unhappy. And I think if people looked at me, they would think I was happy. I'm the mm-hmm. calm one. You know, I had a great life. Like everything's like fine, right on paper. But inside I was miserable and only getting more miserable because mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't handle all the things going on in my life. And I had all those thoughts. I would walk to work thinking, if only I didn't have to go to work, if only I made more money, if only I got that promotion, if only, you know, we had more help at home, you know, because once I had a child, it just compounded, right? Mm -hmm. I was always like um, an achiever at work and you can't dial it down anywhere in your life right you just kind of have to have all dials at at 11 if you will yes but it doesn't work that way right and we think we have to do all the things so those thoughts of like if only this thing were different in my life I would be happy and I felt stuck when I thought those thoughts and so it you know we kind of came to a tipping point where now everything was piling up I wasn't equipped to like handle it all on a daily basis I was keeping it under wraps at work like everyone's like you're so calm under pressure and I was working around the clock in advertising and um but then things were piling up right and you have to release somewhere so I had a child we were um all of our parents were sick at the same time my husband and mine we you know my my dad passed when I was young so um, we had our three parents and very close geographically and um, emotionally, of course. And so we lost them all in like the span of a year and a half, two years. And oh, so no. it was a lot. And um, uh, work was pressure. Pressure at work was mounting and everything else. So I would just walk around like wishing my life were different. So it, it culminated in a health situation for me. And I had to take some time off of work. And I knew I needed to find a better way to deal with my life and all the things that were happening in it. So I went to life coach school because um, people had always told me I'm a good mentor, I'm good with people, but I really needed to learn the tools. And I didn't, I was being coached at the same time, but I didn't feel like I just wanted to be coached. I needed to learn the language. So I did. And that helped me because I, I knew it would help me at work too. But I wanted to learn those tools for myself. And now that I know those tools and they changed my life, I was my first client. Um, I love helping women and teaching them how to do this for themselves because I really, it really changed everything. And without anything really changing in my life at first. So I will say that. So this is a really important thing because you know, still at my job. I, my parents, our parents were still sick. Like we had like all these things still mm-hmm. going on, but because now I had tools to deal with it differently, I could be in my life very differently without anything really having to change, even though I was wishing for it to change. And once I knew how to manage my own mind and myself and, um, knew that I couldn't control all the things around me, it actually broke me open. Like it helped Mm. me get unstuck in the life and circumstances that I thought I was stuck in. And so that was so eye-opening because suddenly for the first time in 20 years, I was like, oh, these are solutions I didn't even see before, you know, Mm -hmm. because I was always in that mindset of like, 
something needs to be different. Something needs to change. This isn't working. This is hard. This is hard. This is hard. And, you know, I didn't realize I could actually, I just had to learn a few things. Mm -hmm. And then my whole life was a different dynamic. And so that's what was so powerful. It's almost like the Wizard of Oz, like you had the power all the time, you know? Uh, And so you do, we just don't know what, how to do it. And so once I learned how to do it, it's my mission to help other women do it too for their own life because that's how we create the lives we really love is when we stop looking outside for it and when we can learn how to create the happiness we need from the inside then we show up in the world very differently then we create the happiness we've always been looking to something else for we're like oh wait oh no i am enough i've got this right and now suddenly you feel different you show up in the world differently you're not stuck you were never stuck we just always think we are sometimes you know so I mean it was really powerful and it changed so much for me that I really am just like jazzed to help other women do the same thing so yeah I definitely killed my unicorn along the way. <laughs> left a rainbow colored uh, yes, yes, the, yes. The- and the unicorns like just to answer another part of your question like the unicorns came from just kind of this conversation I was having with a friend and I was like I feel like I'm always chasing Mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. right and it was like when we're always and I, and then, you know we were we were um talking about comparing our notes with that because she was like I feel like I'm never happy I'm always just chasing this thing and I was like yeah it's like we're chasing unicorns that are not really like they seem great right like they're cute and happy and like that's the sparkle I need I'm, of course I'm going to chase yeah. that unicorn but it never works that way but it's a mythical so. creature so yeah. that that we see maybe in our imagination, but we've never actually seen it. So right, right. I really and they're not bad, right? I love unicorns. I right? love and like I love unicorns. But when they're between me and a dream, guess who's gonna go? <laughs> You're out. Guess unicorn. who's not gonna make it? <laughs> I right. I'm circle. tired of like not going for the dream. Right. I want to circle back to something you said because yeah. I sure it was it was like a powerful moment for me. Right when mm-hmm. you said I changed everything without changing anything. Mm-hmm. So not, none of those unicorns came to fruition and yet everything changed for you. So yeah. my, our, the audience, the people that are listening to us right now are yeah. women who have gone through quite a bit of trauma and there's a lot of mm-hmm. shame attached with divorce. There's a lot mm-hmm. of financial difficulties. There's the co-parenting and going to court difficulties and the moving to a new home and starting a new life and new friends. So there's a lot of if only, or I can be, I would be happy when surrounding all of those things. So how, what would you say to those women? How can they change their dynamic? How can we all change our dynamic? Yeah, no, I mean, I think this is so important. I'm glad you circled back to that because I didn't think that was possible. If somebody said your whole life can change without anything in your life changing, I was like, you're crazy. (laughs) What are you talking about? Of course it has to change. But when, so, so the work I do with clients is, um, a construct that I call the pot of gold. It's a, it's a construct developed by, um, 
Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. And it's a it's really a self-coaching construct that I work through with my clients. That's number one. So there's a tangible tool that mm-hmm. I learned. And when I learned it, I resisted against it because I'm like, this is not how the world works. Like I, we've known another way our whole life, right. right? We've been practicing this other way our whole life. And no one really said, no one taught me how to think about my life in a different way. And what I mean by that is this construct, you can plug any problem into this construct, anything, because the belief is that our thoughts create, I mean, I'm sorry, our thought, yes. So no matter of our circumstances, regardless of our circumstance, our thoughts create our feelings, Mm -hmm. our feelings um, create our actions or determine our actions. And those actions show up as the results in our life. So if we want to look around our life, everything in our life, we created with our thoughts. Now, some people, I rallied against that, to be honest with you. Oh, let's let's yeah. let's say that again, because that was big. Our <laughs> thoughts okay, yes. create our yes. feelings. Yes. Our feelings create our actions, and our yes. actions become our reality. Yes. Is that? Wow. Okay. Yes. That's so true. I know. I went through that quickly. Yeah. So let's, thank that's you for one pausing of those, on that let's, point. Let's, let's let that sink in because that's, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's so, so true. When, it's true. So when I say I rallied against it, I wanted to prove that theory wrong mm-hmm. because I was like, that goes against everything I believed. Like I, I thought my circumstances made up my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I practiced that, theory or method, if you will, and really learned it and practiced it. Um, there's no poking a hole in it. Like there's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Only, only a hundred percent of the time. Like it's only only a hundred percent. Like our thoughts create our life. Like it's so true. And a lot of people think like, well, do I just have to think a happy thought? I mean, you could, but sometimes you don't want to be happy, yeah. right? Like there are things that you don't want to be happy about, but what this construct is, is recognizing that your circumstances are outside of you, right? And they are, they're here, but there's only the facts of those circumstances, mm-hmm. okay? So like, I'll just use a simple example of a traffic jam, right? And how it could be different for two people, right? In the same traffic jam. So the circumstance is the traffic jam. Let's say you're not moving. We're, it's like a parking lot on the mm-hmm. parking lot, right? No one's moving. I live Cars in California. That's a daily issue. <laughs> I live in New York. And that's, yes. Yes. That's and a yes. daily issue. I okay. get it. Okay. So this is real. <laughs> yes. I can practice so, um, this this afternoon. <laughs> so we're sitting still, right? There's two cars. In one car, the guy is like, or the person is thinking, this sucks. I am so frustrated. That's the feeling. The mm-hmm. thought, this sucks. I'm going to be late, blah, blah, blah. There might be a million thoughts, right? They're all generating that feeling of frustration, Mm -hmm. anger, impatience. Those are your feelings. Then what, how does that show up as an action? It might be that he's honking his horn or yelling in the car or calling someone to vent or, you know, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. The result of that is it's, that experience is going to suck, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because his thought is this sucks, right? So in another car, there could be a person who is saying, this is a tra- this, there's nothing I can do about this traffic jam right now. I may as well make the best of it, mm-hmm. right? 
same track, same circumstance. Okay. But his thought or that person's thought is I'm going to make the best of it. And so that thought will generate a feeling of acceptance Mm -hmm. of a little more patience or whatever you want to call it. And then those actions, the actions from those feelings might show up as they put on another podcast, right? They put on your podcast and listen to another episode, right? (laughs) right? So, and then the result of that is that they've made the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a simple, a super simple example, two different ways of thinking in the same circumstance. So it's not the traffic jam that causes one person frustration. It's not the circum it's not the traffic jam that causes one person acceptance. It's the way they're thinking yeah. about it. Okay, so that that's the simplest way I can say it. Like the thoughts are the thing that starts it's all we're in control of we're never in control of the circumstance we're That's never beautiful. in control of whether there's a traffic jam or not we're never in control of what someone else says to us right we often want to give people too much credit for mm-hmm. our feelings right like we might be like oh my gosh that person said blah 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 and now i'm really mad yeah it's not what they said that made you mad it's the thing you thought about what they said your own thought is what's making you mad Right? Yeah. Which is wild because it happens so fast and it's happening so fast. We don't realize that it's our thought that's generating that. We think it's, of course, it's what they said. Mm -hmm. That was a terrible thing they said. Well, it's a terrible thing they said is a thought I'm having, Mm -hmm. which is why my feeling is so bad. So So that's actually a great example that um, I think most women that have been that are going through divorce or have been through divorce or in a difficult marriage, those things happen all the time of your spouse says something that then triggers this response of, um, you don't value me. You don't. And I'm speaking from example, from experience (laughs) here. Don't tell Mm -hmm. anybody, but you know, like for example, I, I know that, and as Brene Brown calls it, we tell stories to ourselves, right? Yes. Like what story are you telling to yourself? So I know mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Um, my ex would make some sort of comment to me, the story I would tell to myself is, he doesn't think I'm a good mother. Why doesn't he think I'm mm-hmm. a good mother? Am I a terrible mother? And then I would spiral out from there because then anxiety comes up. and mm-hmm. And then that makes me deal with every situation from a place mm-hmm. of this anxiety-ridden, hurt, wounded place, and nothing good comes of that. Right. Because once we get into that habit of recognizing what we're thinking, so that's the other, the first step is that awareness. We often don't even know that we're thinking that. And you're like, you're thinking that he thinks I'm a, he must be thinking I'm a bad mom. So one of the things, the questions when we start, the first step is always awareness of Mm -hmm. what we're thinking. How do we get into our own brain to see what's going on because oftentimes we think, oh, it's what they said that made me feel this way, right? But it's this thought, okay? So now we know there's the thought involved. So let's question that thought for a second. Why am I thinking that? Is mm-hmm. that true? Mm-hmm. Is what that am I true? making that mean? What, what am, am I, I making, making that, that mean? It's such an important mm-hmm. question because it is on us, right? Like yeah. it's, and often, you know, I can almost like, feel how I felt when I first heard that, that it's on us. And I was like, wanted to rebel against that. Like, it's not my fault. He said that thing, you know, but 
but it's true, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we are responsible for our own thoughts. And yeah. so if we say, if we can question ourselves for a second, and it's a practice, right? It's so hard to get mm-hmm. into this practice because we're not used to doing it. We're used to reacting because things are happening so fast. And that's okay, right? Give ourselves some grace. Like we, we've been in this mode for a long time. And so it's okay. But if we could learn and practice a new way of doing things, that is how the dynamic changes. Mm-hmm. I just have to change, right? And so I, the first question is always, what am I making this mean? And mm-hmm. is that true? So if your ex-husband said something to you, the automatic response might be the way you always related right. with him, right? Right. That reaction. But if we can do for ourselves a favor of interrupting that, or at least just becoming aware, mm-hmm. it's hard to do on the spot, but let's, it doesn't even have to be, we can do it in a minute. But if we say, what am I making that mean that he just said that? Yeah. And then really check in like, oh, I feel so angry because Mm-hmm. I think he thinks, I think he means I'm not a good mom. Is that true? Do I even want to hold, when I recognize now when we go through, this is what I teach, like how to w- use this model of the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, and the results to really create our own life, right? So now mm-hmm. we can look at that thought that you're having, question it, decide whether we want to keep it or not, and and why are we believe? Why is it triggering us? I'll get to that right. in a second, uh-huh. right? We'll, we'll do the. We'll talk about a, a trick I use with my clients um, about blue hair, but I will. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. But if we can interrupt that pattern and really question for ourselves, why am I thinking that? Um, which might generate a different feeling. Like, mm-hmm. is it true? No, it's not true. So how am I gonna? Now, how am I going to feel? Then what are my actions going to be? They'll be coming from a different place than if I think he thinks I'm not a good mom and now I'm angry, right? Do you know where a lot of it comes from though too is mm -hmm. the story comes also from, I mean, mom guilt is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any mom I've talked to that's like, I'm a great mom. I'm the best out there, (laughs) right? And so I, a lot of times, and, and I think you're going to get to this. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of times these stories we're saying to ourselves and this, the reaction and the feelings we're having about this mm-hmm. probably have nothing really to do with that other person. It's mm-hmm. what, what insecurity did he just hit? Like what wounded yes. part of me did those words just that arrow mm-hmm. went right on target to my mom guilt? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure you're about no. to go there. So how do we, 100%. when we identify, okay, this is a story I'm telling myself because I have, yeah. I have issues to work on around this. So what do we right. do? So number one, dads are not going around talking about their dad guilt, right? Like right. we've got to like kill the unicorn of the mom guilt, right? Like ah, yes. that's got to go. Kill it. <laughs> got to be gone. We don't want to hear those words, mom guilt anymore. Please let's have some grace with ourselves. We are doing the best we can here, people. So let's like, and even if that thought, right, when we operate from mom guilt, if we work it through this construct, it creates Mm -hmm. a different feeling and then our actions are different and our result is different. So we'll, that's a whole other episode probably, but (laughs) we'll have you back. (laughs) (laughs) So, so a couple of things like, when and and it's 
it's how to not be offended, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we, people tap into these things and they say it. And, and why are we offended by certain things? Because there's a level of belief on some mm-hmm. level. We believe they're right. Whether we're admitting it or not, why would it cut so deep if it was false? If, if our immediate response was that's not true, right? But on some level, and that's another thing we have to uncover for ourselves, why did that just trigger me? Why am I so mad about that? Now, let me just, I'm going to interrupt myself one more time, but like, it's okay to be mad. I don't want to be mm-hmm. like, we have to work ourselves to a happy place all the time. That is not the message here. The message here is that we're always in control of our emotions. And if I want to be mad, I will be mad. Okay. <laughs> so that's number one. That's number one. We're allowed to be mad. But number two is that why am I mad? What did I make that mean? Right? Mm-hmm. So I must believe it on some level. So I use this um, example I just mentioned a little bit ago of blue hair with my clients, right? Because some, some people are very offended by whatever somebody said. And um, I'll use this example that I just was coaching someone with um, their mom. So their mom said something and they were really bent out of shape. And we were talking about why that was. And I was like, what if she said she didn't like your blue hair? And she just laughed like that's ridiculous. Like she doesn't have blue hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying like, okay, what if she was like, I really hate your blue hair. You know, would you be offended when your hair is clearly brown? Like you wouldn't, right? But there are two ways that could go. Mm-hmm. You could be like, okay, that's on you. I don't know why you think I have blue hair. It's wa- it's washing washing off you like water off a duck, right? right. It doesn't even land. It's right. just not a thing. Or you might second guess yourself now. What does she mean I have blue hair? Does my hair look a little bit blue? Is it the color? Is it the shampoo I just switched to? Let me, you know, you might be like, come outside. Does my hair look a little bit blue? Why did my mother say it? Is it the gray? Like now you're in a tizzy of anxiety spiral. Yeah. Does my hair look a little bit blue? When you know for real your hair is, Mm -hmm. there's nothing blue about it. So it depends what you believe. If you start to second guess yourself that on some level, you're starting to believe your hair might look a little bit blue in the sun, whatever. You know, it's not, but you think now they poked a hole in your doubt, right? So where's your belief? Where's your belief about you? And that's another really strong, um, work we do with clients is like, what's our belief? Mm-hmm. How do I know who I am and what what I have, right? So no one can poke yeah. a hole in that. That's beautiful. No one can poke the hole in the fact that what whether I have blue hair or not. It's not even something I'm gonna question. So do you know? So that's yes. one of the ways. Yes. I'm just gonna pause for a second. Do you still hear me? Because I think one of my... I hear you perfectly. Okay. Yeah. One of my um, headphones just died. died. Okay. <laughs> no, I hear you. Perfectly. So I don't know what's happening with the other one. But anyway, okay. All right. Beautiful. Okay. So just let's summarize a little bit because there's there's been a lot that you said that is so powerful. Um, I actually feel like we're at the pot of gold now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is so great. Somewhere over the rainbow, ladies. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, kind of funny how you kill the unicorn and a rainbow comes out and we land at the pot of gold. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. 
Um, and for those of you that check out Janine later, um, go to her website. You'll see like rainbows are her thing. So she's got a rainbow earrings on today. I have my rainbow <laughs> shirt on today. On. I do have my um, unicorn that is on my bedside table that I I kill plants. So I don't know. Does that count as killing unicorns? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back. Let's get back to business. Hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> to summarize um, some of the main points from today, mm-hmm. our thoughts control our feelings, which control our actions, which that's our reality. and. Where that comes from, that deep work is really knowing ourselves. And when you have a good, solid foundation of who you are, in your own words, you said, nobody can poke holes in that. I love that. It's true when you have that solid, strong who you are, nobody can hurt you. I love that. Yeah. And we don't spend enough time. Mm-hmm. Asking ourselves who we are, right? No, we We're so busy being the mom, being the wife, the ex-wife, the friend, the sister, the daughter, the whatever, right? We're so busy living for everyone else yes, that we don't often check in and say, "Who? but who am I? Mm-hmm. And how do I want to show up in the world for all these roles that I have? Oh, and I how can I switch my life from chasing after the things to working from the inside out instead of reacting to all the things outside how do I create my life Mm -hmm. from the inside out and that just changes everything it changes everything because that's when you can go Mm -hmm. for the things that were the unicorn thoughts before that you thought were going to make you happy they're the unicorns because they don't make you happy, right? Mm-hmm. They're just like these little mirages and distractions. When we do that inner work, we are creating it from the inside mm-hmm. out and that we show up differently for it. And it doesn't mean you can't go for those things, but you're going for it in a very different way. And your happiness is coming from you mm-hmm. to attract those things to you and create that life for yourself where you thought you couldn't before. And it just shifts it all so yeah oh it's possible Janine this feels (laughs) so good I feel like I want to go out and conquer the world after talking to you I love love it I love it (laughs) I love this all right before we wrap up um I have a couple of questions I want to ask you and then we'll let everybody know how they can find you would you like to have more personalized support in rebuilding your best life after divorce Would you like the benefits of coaching and having a community of like-minded women supporting and empowering you? I would love to have you as a member of my Love and Life After Divorce membership group. In the Love and Life membership group, you will have monthly live group coaching calls with me, a monthly book club, accountability sisters, support sessions, empowerment activities, goal setting challenges, and so much fun. Click on the link in the show notes to join. So first question is, it's all about books. I am a big giant book nerd. And in my membership community, we um, are doing book clubs and we're always looking for good books. So um, what is a book that has, what's your, well, let's start with what's your favorite book? 
Oh gosh. Okay. So I, I don't even know if I can narrow it to a favorite book. You're my people. Um, You're my people. <laughs> my, it's like, ah. Um, so I won't, but I'll say my favorite right now is Boundary Boss by Terry Cole mm. is just blowing my damn mind. Like I thought I was pretty good at boundaries, but the way she explains it, and I honestly think this is just mandatory reading for like the entire human race. Like Boundary Boss is um, is just the way she explains how we how what we've learned um, thus far in our in our life and how we've interacted to our parents and our siblings and our whomever anyone in our life right, which just shapes our whole world. And so there are such tangible lessons in that book that. They're eye-opening, but they're tangible, and they're things you can use right away. So, I think that one is my favorite right now because it's blowing my mind, and um, that I would highly recommend. All right, um, I'm about to start Martha Beck's book, and so I, I know just you've read that. that. I haven't dug into it yet, but I can't wait. Um, okay, you're gonna have to talk to me when you finish Martha Beck's book. I know it's amazing, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to start it. And what's another one? Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, it's just like, yes. yes. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And do you happen to listen to her podcast, Hard Things? Oh, gosh. Yes. We can do hard things. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love her. I'm such a fan. So good. Well, I want to tell a funny story about that because my, my, um, when I got Untamed, and it's not that this was the first time I ever did it, but it was like the most. So I, when I would read the hardcover book, I always have like a marker and a highlighter, like I'm taking notes, I'm folding paper. I may as well highlight the whole book because it's like <laughs> incredible. But my daughter is seven and she, you know, at school they teach you to, you know, you don't write in precious, books. don't write in the book. And she was horrified that I was writing all over this book. Mommy, what are you doing? You're writing in a book like I was going to be in trouble by the principal or something. And I was like, this is how you read a book. Like when you get out of school. Like, mm -hmm. and the books that you have, like, this is how you read a book. It's a two-way story. Like, you're going to write stuff down. You're going to highlight stuff to go back to later. And so I encourage people to, like, write in their books mm -hmm. and highlight stuff, come back to it, to, you know, fold down the corner of the page, like, interact with your books because especially books like that, right? Yeah. Like, they're just, like, you see yourself in the pages and you want to come back and, and, you know, just visit that wisdom in bite-sized chunks and you got to know where to go to find it. So I always write in the side and the margin, like what that topic was about. Like, okay, when you're feeling this, like read that, you know what I mean? So I love, I love having books like that. That's Boundary cool. Boss is the same. All right. That's wonderful. So, okay. So I, yeah. I have to add, I, I try to make this a rapid fire thing, but you and I, I think we have too much oh, in sorry. common. No, no, no. You, we have too much We're in common. Sure. So I got to tell a story about this now. So um, I do the same as you, like I'm, I'm writing notes and all of that. So I was all excited about this book I was reading and I'm writing notes in it and all of that. And then I realize it's a library book. Ah! <laughs> you should have seen the horrified look on the librarian's face when I brought this book oh, back. Oh my I'm like, gosh. Um, I'm going to buy this book. Here's $15. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it wasn't mine. <laughs> I'm surprised That's... she didn't throw me out of the library right then. <laughs> Hilarious. I love that. All right, let's pivot to songs. What are okay, yeah. if somebody's making a movie about your life, what three songs are on the soundtrack? Oh 
girl, I needed some advance notice for this song, um, for this topic. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So number one, let it be is like my anthem mm. because just, you just have to sometimes. And it's very calming to me. So like when I need to calm down and just kind of like, I'm stressed about something I put on, let it be by the Beatles. It is a classic of all time. And I really just listen. I just let it watch it wash over me. And, you know, there's a line in there about the, um, um, that when the night is cloudy Mm -hmm. and the the next morning, the sun shines on me, like I'm, I'm butchering that. And I say that (laughs) that line all the time, but you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's that it's, it's that for like the calming, um, when I want to get up and dance a bit and change my energy, it's like Dua Lipa is just, it's just great. I love her. And so um, Electrify, I think, is a song that if you sing that song to yourself, right, as if you wrote it for yourself, Electricity, and I, I think I said the wrong title. If it's Electricity by Dua Lipa, like you sing that song to yourself and you're on fire. You're mm-hmm. like... I'm ready to go. Okay, that's that's my for the day. <laughs> I just dance it out, talk to myself like that, and I'm good. And love yeah. it. Love it. All right. Did you have one more or are you good with two? There was two another songs? one. I'm trying I'm trying to remember the name of it though. I'm that's still bad okay. with the names, but it's from The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. And but which one? Who it's sang- not Million Dreams. That's great too. I, I love, love that, that one. one. But there's another one in there. It's about- the one that Kelly Clarkson sings. It's about mm. being me, that one. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know Keisha what I mean? ended up redoing that song. Yes. 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 What's the name of that it. song? Um, I will have to Google it have to put go it in back. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's <laughs> so like being me. I can't believe I don't, I'm like on the spot and I don't remember the name of it, I, but it, I've it's got on, it on repeat all the time. I've got it on my phone because- um, My daughter my, loves that song. My son and I, um, it's like his his thing. We put on Greatest Showman. We've got the remastered, uh, reimagined ones. So it is called This Is Me. Core, yeah. you know. It's called This Is Me. That's what it is. This Is Me. Okay, this is yes. Me. This Is Me, like unapologetically yeah. me. Like those are the songs that I'm like, yes, this is... Uh, that's that's like my soundtrack right now. So. It's you 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 feel your posture getting good and your head rising when when yeah. you sing that song. It's like oh, yes, yes. All right. Um, last rapid fire question, and then we're going to get into how yeah. people can um, find you where they can find you. Okay. So the last one is, what's the most recent thing that you're really happy you took the risk to say yes to? And it can be small. It can oh be my big. god, it was this. <laughs> It was this, of course. Being on a podcast. Because, absolutely, 100%. Because I, and I, this is so funny. I know another story, sorry, for, to ruin your rapid fire. We're but, uh, That's okay. I like stories. <laughs> but I am starting my own podcast, too. And I, had, I don't have it out yet. So at first I was like, well, I mean, maybe by the time this is out, it'll be out. It's going to be called Kill the Unicorns. And so, um, but I haven't done it yet, right? And mm-hmm. so I've been like, you're trying to make it like a little bit you know, let, let me just tweak it a little more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, no, I got to get out, out of the perfection mode. And when you invited me on your podcast, I was like, yes, like, yes, I am doing this. And let's get the word out there. And then it inspired me to just move faster on my own. And so I just feel like that is the, you know, creation, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can get stuck. And even though I know yes. that I 
have come a long way with my perfectionist tendencies. Like we just got to do, right? We just got to do do, and other people are going to help you do and you learn how you do Mm -hmm. and that's it. We don't have to know exactly how. So when you invited me, I was like, yes. And I was like, ah, (laughs) but I don't have one of my own yet. So yeah, I know this. I was like, just say, say yes to this. And like, Oh, I am so excited that you're here. And I'm going to be listening to Kill the Unicorns when it comes out. I'm very excited. Yay. Yes. And I'll have you on too. (laughs) So fun. All right. So what are some ways people can contact you? Where can they find you? Sure. So on um, Instagram, it's at Janine Durso Coaching. And um, my website is JanineDurso.com. And I'm also on Facebook, but you can find me there through you know, my website, but also I encourage people like, listen, if you want to talk about anything, I encourage people to sign up on my website for a a free 30 minute, um, consult call. Like, let's just talk about what's Mm -hmm. going on in your life. And I can give you a tool to help you today. Like I can, let's talk about what's going on in your world. And I can give you a way to work through that. Like, literally starting the minute we hang up the phone. So I love doing that. I love just helping people. And so there's no obligation to can, you know, continue coaching. You can, if you want, and I'll tell you all about the ways I, I work on that. I do have a program called kill the unicorns. It's helping so many women change their life, but let's first just chat for 30 minutes and I will give you a tool and you tell me, right. How that changes your world. And then we'll go from there. But I love that. It's like that rapid fire coaching. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get on a call. Let me hear what's going on in your world. Here's the thing you can use today to help improve wherever you're going. And so I love that. So yeah, I encourage people to come to my website and just sign up for one of those and, and let's talk. Janine, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. And I highly encourage my listeners to go check Janine out. Um, she has such a lively, vibrant, colorful, magical spirit. And um, I'm excited to see how you guys kill the unicorns and slay your life. Please uh, comment, uh, leave, leave a review comment. Let us know what you took out of this podcast today, what really resonated with you. And um, come find us on Instagram. I'm at Tiffany Kane. And you can find Janine Durso at Janine Durso Coaching. And we'd love DM us. Let us know what you think. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, Janine. Thanks so much for having me, Tiffany. This is so much fun. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce membership group, We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.